In order to support this show and keep providing you tons of free content week after week, we need the help of some great advertisers. And we want to make sure those advertisers are ones that you actually want to hear about. But we need to learn a little bit more about you to make that possible. So go to podsurvey.com slash she and take a quick anonymous survey that will help us get to know you better so that we can bring on advertisers that you won't want to skip through. Once you've completed the quick survey, you can enter for a chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card. Terms and conditions apply. But again, that's P-O-D com slash she. Thanks for your help. If the only thing you get from this conversation, like pursue those that have gone before you because they are some of the greatest gifts and I can cry about it now. Like I, and especially my whole life, but like, I feel like they've discipled me. They've mentored me. They've prayed for me to know that they've gone ahead and they've been faithful and they're like, you will get through this and here's wisdom and I'm praying for you. And I totally get it. Like I've been there. I feel so covered by them. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. Hey, Alyssa, welcome to She. Hi, Jordan. Thanks so much for having me on today. Oh, of course. This is so fun. I am so excited to just, I feel like we get to catch up and share our conversation with the world. I feel like, I don't know, it's probably been like almost two years since I've actually seen you, which is so crazy to think. It's just gone so fast. So I'm like, okay. This is going to be like a catch-up call and we'll share this conversation with the world. So (laughs) I'm excited. I know. I've been excited too. Oh, good, good, good. Well, why don't, for anyone who may not be familiar with you or your story, can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what led you to what you do now? Sure. So um, my husband and I, Jeff, we live in Maui and we have three kids, seven, five, and two. And um, before we got married, he put a spoken word, a spoken poem out to the world and it kind of went crazy. And so um, ever since we've been married, we've just kind of he's traveled and he spoke and um, we've just tried to think of really creative ways to um, make Jesus known, whatever that looks like, YouTube, podcasts, books. Um, you know, we do a lot of family stuff and marriage. And um, so it's really fun. And because we get, we work online, we kind of get to choose wherever we wanted to live. And so we were like, Oh, let's move to Maui. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, everything is always changing. I've realized that I'm married to, an entrepreneur, which, um, I'm really grateful for, but life is always really exciting and out of my comfort zone. (laughs) Um, but also like more than I could have ever dreamed. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of about us and what we do. You guys are so fun. I love it. You know, in this conversation, I thought it would be cool and probably beneficial because this is something, um, there's a topic I get asked about a lot and I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. with all that you guys have done, the relationships you've built, the, the, programs that you've made, the retreats that you've hosted, like all the different things that you guys have done. You're so relational. And Mm -hmm. I think you're so focused on like connection and community in such an intentional way. I I remember when we were in Maui and we did, um, we had like a girl's night and you like made, wrote each of us a letter. And I just, I just think you have such an intentional heart when it comes to relationships. And Mm -hmm. I think something a lot of women, especially maybe they're married to somebody who's you know, kind of a go-getter and there's chaos and it's, and it's fun, but also outside of their comfort zone or they're in a transitional season of life or in a new career or in a new city. And 
just experiencing that like lack of connection or longing for community. Mm -hmm. And so I thought we could talk a little bit about friendships and really how to build deep friendships and community as a grown up, like as an adult, once you're, you know, married or have a family and building businesses or building a career, there's just so many things that are demanding our time. Um, mm-hmm. And I know you open up in your book about when you first moved back to Hawaii and instead of friendship and community, you found yourself feeling really lonely. I think a lot of people can connect to that and relate to that. And I'd love if you can just share like, what was that season like for you? Like I know where you're at now, but what was that like for you? And what do you have to say to the woman who might be feeling lonely and is listening right now? Yeah. Well, I love that you want to talk about that topic because I think it is something that we all experience. And I think especially coming out of COVID and um, just so much more is online. I think we can find ourselves feeling really lonely or just not known um, or like looking around like, oh, I have this great you may have a great community online, but it's like when you look around at your life and like real life, like real neighbors or real people that you can SOS text when life is really hard, you may not feel like you have that. Or a lot of people I feel like are moving. And so um, I think this is such a topic for this time. And um, yeah, I, I feel like I've always, I've struggled with loneliness on and off my whole life. I'm an only child. And so um, relationships and friendships have always been really important to me. And um, I've had to, go out of my comfort zone or work, work harder to do it because I didn't have natural like built-in siblings to have those relationships with. And I think when I wrote about in the book, um, when we moved to Maui, the whole reason why we moved, not only because it's beautiful, but the main reason was because I had lived here before and I knew a lot of young families and a lot of families who loved the Lord. And that was just something we didn't have a lot of in Seattle. And so we had moved for community. And so I just assumed like, oh, we're moving for community. It's going to be easy. And like, it's just going to go great. Like I'm going to, you know, just start off right from where we left off. And it didn't, it was really hard. I came back and I was married now and I was a mom and friends that had lived there before had moved away. And, um, it was just, and then Jeff traveled a lot and he had already had these previous engagements. Um, and when you travel from Hawaii, it's like traveling international. So instead of being gone for a weekend, he'd be gone for a week. And it just felt really difficult to not only make friends, um, like my own girlfriends, because, um, you know, finding like moms to connect with or like nap time schedules that, you know, went the same, but then also just to find like family friends and couple friends because Jeff was gone a lot. So it felt like, oh, I can't really have someone over for dinner because Jeff's going to be gone. And so, um, it was just really hard. And I think when you're an adult, it, it is harder to make friendships. Um, I would love to hear what your thoughts are on that, but it's so hard because, you know, in high school and college, it's like you naturally are doing things with people your age. And then all of a sudden, like when you are out of college, it's like, wow, like I don't have as much time to go do things. Time to bond with people is a lot like smaller. Um, if when you get married, it's like you may have a girlfriend, but maybe that husband doesn't connect with your husband. So it just is like a different dynamic. Um, and so, and then when you become a mom, it's like schedules that work out or if your kids get along. And so it can just be really difficult. And, um, I found myself just feeling extremely lonely. And there was one day in the afternoon when um, my oldest was taking a nap and I just had my Bible open in my lap and I had these huge alligator tears. And it was like the loneliness that you feel like it, it feels like it's caving in on you. Like you can't breathe. And it's like, Lord, I'm trying. Like I, I, I get all this and I'm an introvert. So it's not natural for me. I really love relationships. But I like to go deep really fast and 
um, it takes a lot of risk, a risk to like ask somebody to hang out. And then when they can't, it just feels like such rejection, even though it's not, it's like right. our schedules just don't coincide. And, um, and so I just felt really lonely and I was like, I feel like I'm asking people and it's not working out or they ask me and it doesn't work out. And I'm just so tired of trying and I feel so lonely. My husband's gone a lot. And, um, it was open to the Psalms about like how lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord. And my friend at the time, Leslie had said like, let your loneliness draw you into the presence of God. And so I think me being so lonely and desperate for to be known and have community really gave me this desperation for the Lord. And like, Lord, I need you to satisfy this. Like you are with me at all times. You are always available. When I call on you, you are always there. Like I don't have to schedule something. We always connect. And just like really finding that the presence of the Lord um, is all that I was longing for. And not that we obviously need community. We need friends, but like to start from that, it, that place. And as the Lord, as I sought the Lord and as he met me there in the loneliest places of my heart, it was then that I could have this fresh perspective and say, okay, I, the Lord is with me. I am not alone. And so instead of thinking like, woe is me, I don't have friends. I feel so lonely. It's like, okay, how, how can I be a good friend to somebody? Lord, who, who is around me that needs a friend? Who can I reach out to this week? Who can I text and say, Hey, do you want to go for a walk? Or can you meet for coffee or whatever it was? And, and as I did that, I felt like, um, it was like I could meet people where they're at from a place of I'm already poured into so I can pour out. And I felt like the Lord just gave me these creative ideas like, okay, how about you try to put a mom's group together once a week or like a co-op or let's have dinner with a group of ladies once a month. Um and it took time. It wasn't like I immediately made all these friends because I was hosting all these things. And so it felt kind of even lonelier because it was like all these friends were gathering together. They had said yes, but they were connecting and I wasn't necessarily connecting because I was like busy hosting. Mm-hmm. But over time, over a couple of years, um, the Lord really did like bring really deep, sweet friendships. And I think that's another thing. It's just giving yourself the time to build those friendships. They don't have an, happen overnight. Mm-hmm. And I think when we're married and we have jobs and we have kids, um, our time is just, it's not as much as it was before. And so to give your time, Give yourself the time to make those deep friendships and also like to sacrifice. Like that is a really big need we have. And so sometimes it takes sacrifice to to say yes, to, you know, go away for the weekend, to have that friend over for, to have that family over for dinner, whatever it is, um, to make that a priority. So it really, but as I did that, the Lord really gave me the courage to risk and to continue to ask and to be okay with constantly being the one to pursue and to lead. Like, I think sometimes we just so want to be pursued, but when we know that we're pursued by the Lord, then we can pursue those friendships and not feel like, oh man, like, I wish somebody pursued me. We can still feel those things, but like, but that's okay. Like Mm -hmm. the Lord pursues me. And so I can pursue these friends and um, put these things together. Mm -hmm. I love that. um, Just mindset shift too, because you're right. It is so like, hard sometimes to feel like you're always the one putting yourself out there. And mm-hmm. there's a lot mm-hmm. of fruit that can come from that, but it isn't always immediate. And so mm-hmm. when you first start doing that in a week or two weeks or three weeks or four or five go by and like you're not feeling like you're getting much in return, it can start to feel really discouraging. And I remember yeah. this in my own experience right after Matt and I got married, we were super young when we got married and 
Like I, I literally was just starting my career and getting married at the exact same time. And so what I, I felt like it was so many major life changes between starting a career, getting married, and then we moved. We moved back to his mm-hmm. home state. Mm-hmm. And so in that time in my life, I was like, oh my gosh, I was so overwhelmed just feeling like trying to keep my head on straight and, you know, pay the bills and be a wife and be in a new city that I had never lived in. And, you know, we we had a hard time finding like like-minded couple friends even. And then I was yeah. traveling a lot. And I just remember finding like that first year for us, I had a very similar experience. Um, and even I find like I could be wrong about this, but I was like, I think some places may even be harder depending on like when you sometimes go, when you think you're going home and you're like, oh, this yeah. is, you know, this is going to be easy because that's where my husband was from. So we thought like, well, we'll have friends, but then they all had moved away or gone mm-hmm. different directions in life. And a lot of people where we had moved to were there either to get ahead on our career or to retire. So we weren't in a place that was like saturated with other like young newlywed couples. And so, yeah. you know, once we moved back to Indiana after a year, like we found like, oh, okay, that's a bit, we, we were able to have a little bit easier time connecting, but still like it took so much effort when we were in, in Arizona, but even when we were here. And so I can connect and understand, relate to that a lot, honestly. And I think many people can. And I would be curious what your advice is. If somebody's finding themselves in a similar position to what you were in or what I was in, what would you say is the best way to start developing friendships and community? Or where can people look to mm-hmm. find those friends if they if they don't know a lot of people to reach out to? Um, what is your advice for them like beyond just, you know, pursuing people? Wow, that's such a good question. Um I think it's uh oh man, <laughs> I think to really pray and ask the Lord, like, Lord, will you you know, this is a deep desire of mine. You know, I know this desire is good and it's from you. So will you provide a friend? Will you show me who to reach out to, who to ask? And I think he will provide that person. And maybe it won't look like who you think it will be. Maybe in your, wherever you're living, there's not many people your age. And so it's going to be reaching out to someone younger and like, maybe it's you pouring into them and being surprised that like, wow, there's, (laughs) I'm like learning so much for them or like just a sweet, like almost like a younger sister or whatever that dynamic looks or looking to an older woman and um, not necessarily asking them like, Hey, will you mentor me? But just like, Hey, can we, can I take you out to lunch? Can I take you out to coffee? Mm -hmm. And having like three to five questions ready to ask them. Mm -hmm. And, and maybe it's just a one-time thing, but maybe you're like, wow, that was really enjoyable. I really admire them. I really look up to them. I want to ask them out again and like have another three to five questions, you know, and to just kind of, or maybe you love how they decorate their home or how you need to learn how to cook. And so you just ask them like, Hey, will you teach me how to cook, you know, your go-to meal? Like just, um, I think it's learning to take the risk and to ask and, um, to not feel defeated if like you don't have this immediate connection. Mm. Um, And so, yeah, I think, and then I think if there's people online that you connect with, especially like for you and I, like we travel and we meet a lot of, maybe there's not a lot of people that do what we do in our communities, but we meet people while we're traveling that like are like-minded or that do what we do. And we're like, Oh, like, it's so nice to feel known in this way. or Our marriages are the same or whatever it is Mm -hmm. to make that sacrifice to be like, okay, like, we're going to go and spend the airline money to go visit them and stay with them for a weekend to hang out. Like, and that's, and that feel that we have had such deep relationships that way that fill us up for like the whole year. <laughs> like, wow. wow. Like, you know, to have that sweet connection. And so I think we can be really creative in the time that we're living because of 
the sort resources that we have. And sometimes I feel like those resources can make us feel less known and more lonely. But if we can ask the Lord to give us creative ways to connect in those ways, it can bring us these deep friendships that we wouldn't have had um, if we didn't have, you know, social media or phones or, yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> flights or something. Right. So, no, it's so yeah. true. I think that's great advice. And I think, you know, it's funny because I'm always like, okay, what can I do? And I just love that your advice is like, we'll start with prayer because I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> so, like, but that's not always my first reaction, you know, for me. And so I think that's a really good mm-hmm. piece of advice. And even just the practical of like, we have this device in our pockets that allow us to connect with people. And, you know, there's like the low, not that you want to stalk people, but you can even like find people that are more local to you. And like, Mm-hmm. Connect with, like if you're a photographer in a certain state, you might be able to connect with other photographers. Or if you, you know, are if you are into a certain, maybe you take Pilates classes. Like I think it's just like finding think people who have similar interests. They may not be entirely mm-hmm. like minded, but one connection can lead to another too. I think is something important to remember. Like the first person you come into contact with may not be the person who's going to be your best friend for the next three years, but it may right. be someone that like opens the door to other relationships because you get to start meeting people they meet. Right. And so it's like, mm-hmm. I think that's an important thing to remember too. Just like the first person you connect with or meet at Pilates or connect with that church or whatever it may not be someone you really, really personally connect with. But if you can steward that relationship, if you can, you know, kind of be willing to know, get to know who they know, you may be surprised what mm-hmm. that leads to. Like every relationship can be a connection point. So I think that's yeah. also important to remember when you're when you're trying to find people and put yourself out there. It may not be the first person you meet. Totally, and I think too, like um, being in prayer, and then also like to listen to that nudge in your heart. That's usually the Holy Spirit when you meet someone. You're like, oh, like I should invite them over for dinner, or like you should ask them to coffee. And sometimes I like want to push that down. Like, no, that would be awkward, or I don't know what they would say, or mm. I don't know what my husband would say. But just to be like yeah, okay, like, come over for dinner. Like, it's just, you know, like, just take the risk and see where it goes. And maybe you don't connect at all, but, like, you were obedient and you provided a good meal and you, like, like loved them well when they came into your home or whatever that looked like. I would actually, I want to follow up what you just said because I know you had said earlier that you're more introverted. So I'd be mm-hmm. curious what suggestion you have for women who may be more introverted and feel nervous about starting conversations. Mm-hmm. Can you give a few tips on how to start conversations with new people? Like maybe you've been connected online or, you know, it's, it's a, it's your husband's friend's wife or something like that. Like if you're more introverted, what are, what has helped you get out of your shell and start those conversations? Oh my goodness. What a great question. <laughs> I'm laughing because, um, so my best friend that lives on Maui, Years ago, I saw her at this park with her, like her two-year-old boy. And I was, I just saw her from her, across the park. And I was like, oh man, like I would love to be her best friend. She just seems like really cool. And I had known that she like, from, you know, she was friends with friends at church and stuff. And I was with my mom at the park and my mom went up to her and just like introduced herself and was like, oh, you should meet my daughter. Like you guys would be best friends. Oh, wow. And I'm just laughing because I'm like, here I was, you know, like in my late twenties and I had two kids and I was still like, my mom was still making my friends for me. <laughs> but so I was, to self, just bring your mom along. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I was so grateful because I like really, I was so nervous to go up and talk to her, but I was so thankful that my mom did that. But all that to say, um, 
Yeah, I think it it can be hard when you're more introverted and more quiet and like it's hard to go up and just introduce yourself to someone. Um, and so I think that's why I, I say things like to pray and ask the Lord to be creative because I think when I'm talking with the Lord about it, he gives me the courage to ask somebody like I can I know when he nudges me to be like ask them over for dinner or text them and say like, hey, do you want to? get together today, like, or, Hey, I'm going, you know, I'm going to go shopping today. Or I'm going to the beach. Do you want to join along? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like he gives me the courage. I know that may sound cliche or silly, but he really does give me the courage to just ask. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, my friend is always saying, if we ask not, we receive not, but like, mm-hmm. just to be brave enough to ask and like, and then let just, you know, open hands, like whatever they say, I'm not gonna, it's, it's okay. Like it doesn't affect my security or my identity. If they can't get together, then that's okay. Like I, I know that the Lord wanted me to ask them and that was a blessing. It's so nice to be asked, you know, even if you can't do it. And so I think, yeah, I know that may sound broad, but to really be prayerful and to listen to his spirit when he nudges and to not be afraid to just ask. And then I also think because the Lord knows me so well, the ideas he gives me, it's like, I can do that like that. It may feel a little out of my comfort zone, but like, that's something that I really enjoy. And so for me, it felt less intimidating to ask a group of women to do something together, like to have dinner or to start a Bible study, than to just ask one-on-one, like, Hey, do you want to hang out? And I don't know why that is. It just, it just felt like I can do that. Like, that's really exciting to me. It makes me excited to vision that out and to plan it out. Um, I wonder if that could be because like, if somebody isn't able to, there's still maybe two or three who are like, it's not like, it doesn't feel so personal. It's like, Hey, I'm putting this group thing together. Let me know if you can do it. And even if one Mm -hmm. or two of them show up, you've still hosted someone. You know what I mean? Like, yes, I don't know. Maybe that's why I I think, (laughs) yes, I totally think that's it. And another idea that I did multiple times, like every quarter and everyone loved it was to host this favorite things party. And so I told everyone, we did it together when we were in our group, but to pick something that's your favorite thing, that's like $8 or less, like your favorite lip gloss or your favorite plants or your favorite book or whatever. And to buy five of those things and to bring it to this party. And then you say, you know, you like present your thing like, Hey, this is my thing. This is why I love it. And then you draw five names and those five people get your oh, thing. Yeah, we did but, that. Um, that was so much yes. fun. Yes. But I love that so much because I felt like I could host something. It was like really easy. Everybody loved it. And if you ha- you're you an introvert or your friends are introverts, it's like a really low bar way of getting to know people. Like it doesn't feel intimidating. It's like, hey, I get, all I get to do right now, I get to go shopping and I get to talk about my favorite thing and give it to people. Mm-hmm. And it's like you get to connect over that and like make some yummy food. <clears throat> and um, everyone loved it. And so... Um, yeah. So that's just another idea. If you find yourself like moving to a new town or not knowing how to meet friends or just intimidated sometimes by the one-on-one, um, if there's like some, a group of friends or women in your neighborhood or whatever, um, that you can do that. I think it's just a really fun, easy way to get to know people. Yeah, that's great. I want you to imagine something for a minute. I want you to imagine over 100,000 Americans losing their jobs. Okay, you can stop imagining because it's a reality. Since 2015, over 100,000 independent farms and ranches in the U.S. have shut down. Why? Because foreign meat is stealing their business and robbing you of the quality you deserve. 
But that's why Good Ranchers is here. Good Ranchers exists to support local American farms and help you make great American meals. Together, they want to restore the American ranch and your meals to their former glory. Get the beef, chicken, and seafood that can't be imported or matched at GoodRanchers.com. You know, supporting local farms and buying food, sourcing meat, produce, et cetera, from local farmers markets and local ranches and farms has become something that Matt and I really value. The more that we learn about the struggle so many American farms and ranches are facing, and the more that we understand the value of knowing where your food is coming from, the more this has really become a value in our household and something we prioritize when purchasing food. And that's what I really love about Good Ranchers. We started using this uh, not too long ago, and I wish I would have learned about it earlier. Um, it's just, I, I love their mission to support American farms, and I love the quality that they provide. Because here's the thing, the product of the USA tag has actually been a little bit manipulated. If a, if a foreign country processes their meat here, even if that meat wasn't raised here in the US, it can be labeled like it came from the US. It can say product of the USA. So because of these labeling laws that favor foreign imported meat, that's why over 100,000 independent American farms and ranches have closed since 2015. So if this is a mission you want to get behind and you want to start supporting local farmers, and maybe you don't really know where to start doing that, maybe you don't know of a good local farm in your state or anywhere that's easily accessible to you, this is a great option. You can go to goodranchers.com slash Jordan right now to get 10 free bistro fillets. And in addition, you can subscribe. If you subscribe, you're going to save $25 off each subscription box of mouthwatering American meats for life. Okay. These boxes will show up right on schedule, right to your door. So you can get 10 free bistro fillets, which is a hundred dollar value, free express shipping, and a $25 coupon or $25 off your monthly subscription for life at goodranchers.com slash Jordan. Just go to goodranchers.com slash Jordan or use the code Jordan at checkout. That's 10 free bistro fillets, express free shipping, and $25 off your monthly subscription for life at goodranchers.com slash Jordan. With two little kids, I do most of my shopping online now, but it can be so hard to shop for things like clothes online because I never know if I'm getting good quality until it arrives. The game changer, upgrading to high quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have luxury essentials that transition from one occasion to the next, and I stayed on budget. Quince has so many options to choose from, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. One of my favorite items from Quince is the silk pajamas I got. They are so high quality, a luxury pajamas, but not at a luxury price tag. And I just feel like they don't even compare to some of the other pajamas that I have bought online or that I've bought um, just at various different stores. And like, these are incredible. <laughs> Indulge in affordable luxury by going to quince.com slash she for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash she to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash she. 
Thrive Market is a go-to for all your grocery and household essentials, and the convenience of getting everything online then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, and you can use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low-sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with just a few clicks. And when you shop Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one one membership matching program. You join and they give. I use Thrive Market every single month. I get our dish detergent, dish soap, and various other just basic household essentials that are low-tox and non-tox ingredients. And it is the easiest way to get all of my favorite clean items sent right to my door at an affordable price, I should add. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash she for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash she. Thrivemarket.com slash she. I mean, I think even if you're listening and you're like, where do I find those women? Think about the different places you already are. So they may be women from your Mm -hmm. office. They may be women, you're like, these are not going to be my bridesmaids or my best friends, but they may, like I said, they may be some, a starting point, right? Like just Mm -hmm. always try to keep your mind focused on like, where's my starting point? And so I think maybe they're in your office. They could be in your neighborhood. They could be in your apartment complex. They could be Mm -hmm. in your church group or in your church. You might join a small group to then connect with a couple of others. And then I would ask them, like, maybe you connect with two. Like, I, and I think I'd love your thought on this, but I'm trying to think through like, okay, if I was sitting there and I was in a brand new town and I went back to when I moved to Phoenix and had knew no one besides my, my husband's family and, if mm-hmm. I, and I went to a new church and I met one person, I think I could say like, okay, let me see if I can ask her if she knows one or two other people who might be interested in doing this with me. So yeah. I think just think about like, if you've kind of connected with a colleague at work, may not be somebody you see yourself being lifelong friends with, but you might say like, hey, let me ask her if she has any other women she might want to invite to this like, you know, fun, like women's night, like that. And, mm-hmm. and there's some sort of activity Usually people are like, cool, I'm in for it, you know, versus like, will you go to coffee yeah. and stare at me across the table? Like that is right. more intimidating, right? So, <laughs> totally. Yeah. I think that, and then out of that group, you may find like there's one that you really connected with and you had a two hour conversation with, and then you want to go shopping with, or, you know, th- you mm-hmm. just open up your possibilities, but look at everything as a starting point. If you feel like you have zero place to start, consider the places you're already active, your workplace, your, your apartment, your church, et cetera. And you know, the gym you go to whatever, and try to find one or two. And then Invite them to invite people. That's going to be a mm-hmm. great way to connect with people you would have never connected with in the past. So anyways, yeah. I, I love that idea. And I think just even breaking it down like that can be helpful too. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. I have a couple more questions about this. You ready? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I think, you know, like you had mentioned in the beginning, you know, when we were younger, especially like in college and whatnot, friendships may have felt easier because there was a lot of quantity of people our age mm-hmm. and in a similar season of life, especially. We were always yeah. around each other, living in dorms, going to class, et cetera. So it was kind of easy to just do life together. And I think as Mm -hmm. we get older, sometimes the quantity of our interactions with other people, especially in a very similar season of life, go down as we move away, start working, get married, build families, Mm -hmm. all of that. So I'd be curious, like, I want to just, maybe even this is just me inviting you to give a little encouragement to the listener. Do you think we can still build deep friendships and community, even if we don't see people within our season of life as often? And how can we really focus on quality over quantity. Yeah, man, it's such a good, I love that you're even bringing up the topic. And I think we have to start there. I think we have to start with, um, and this happened for me like two years ago, where it was just the shift of, you know what? Like all I really need is like my one best friend. Like I don't, I have a lot of 
acquaintances or a lot of people that I really enjoy. But really what I need is just like that one best friend that I can call when I'm having a really hard day that we can like get away together maybe once a year, like for an overnight um, or maybe not, or like just whatever it looks like. And I think it, it started with admitting that like, I, I don't need a, a group of women or to be known by them. Like I just really need that one person that is going to run the distance with me. And I know that's, I know that that may not be everyone's need at all. Um, but for me, that was, and I feel like when I admitted it, it freed me up to be okay and to really embrace and to pursue that one person. Like when this person, like this is my person, this is the person I go to when she asks something of me, like I am there. It's a yes. I'm praying for you. I'm praying for your kids. I'm praying for your marriage. Like this is my person. Um, And so, and that, you know, that may not be everybody. And I remember my friend said this once, and I think it's a young life. um, uh, I don't know what you call that philosophy or whatever. And it was almost like the Jesus model where it was like, you have your one person, like I think Jesus had John, and then you have like your three people and, and then you have like the 12 disciples and then everyone else. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, and I don't remember all the things about it, but it's like your one person is like, you're one deep person. Then the three, it's like, whenever they ask for something, it's like a, yes, I'm there. Um, and then it's like the other 12, it's like, yeah, like I might get together with you once in a while or, you know, whatever that looks like, but it's like pretty, not super a lot. Um, and then like everybody else. And so I think there's different ways of thinking of community and friendships. Um, but sometimes when you list it out like that, it can free you up to be like, okay, this is who I need to pursue. These are my people. Um, and I don't feel like I have to say yes to everybody. Like maybe you feel like you're drowning. Like everybody wants to hang out with you and you just can't give that much in the season or you're unsure of who your real people are. Um, So kind of thinking through that intentionality of like, who are my people and who is God calling me to? And um, you know, who are the people that I really need in this season? And I think that does change during Mm -hmm. the season. So to like, you have to kind of keep going back to that. Yeah, I agree. I, I remember one time when I was growing up, I, well, maybe not growing up. I was like, going into college or something. And um, when I was younger, my mom made, gave me this tip or this piece of advice of her life when it comes to friendships because I started to feel like the friendships I had made in high school were changing and I was trying to mm-hmm. learn how to make new friends in college. And she said, you know, hun, I know it can feel tough because you were used to being on sports teams and having multiple women that you would, or girls that you would, you know, hang out with every weekend and whatnot. And she's like, and that might be different. She said, just remember like a principle for life. Like if you have one great friend and you have, like, and she said, she said it like this. She was like, I really consider you blessed. Like if you find the guy that you love and a really good girlfriend, like that's a huge blessing like that. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah. I think sometimes once we get married or we move away or whatever, like we might have our guy, but then we don't have our relationships with our girlfriends. Right. Or we might have yeah. some girlfriends, but like, and so I think sometimes when that changes and we, and we lack that friendship and that community, I think what you said is so true. Like you really do need one solid go-to person. Is it nice to have a mm-hmm. couple other like friends that you can hang out with, enjoy their company? Sure. But like, they may not be the people you go deep with or that you talk about yeah. like, everything with. And they may just be great mm-hmm. company. And my mom's even like giving me that advice about friendships too. She kind of in that same conversation, she was like almost in the sense of like, like your inner circle, like your, your people that are like in the, in the most intimate, like closest, you, you're not gonna have a ton of those, but there may be like mm-hmm. a middle circle of friends that aren't on, yeah. they're not like a social media acquaintances. Those are like your outer circle, but your middle circle may be like the people who you enjoy their company. They make you laugh. You can go grab coffee and it's really casual. But maybe you're not letting them in on like the most 
intimate parts of your life or asking for deep advice. And that's okay. Like yeah. Having one or two quite quality friends in your life is such a gift that I think we don't, I think sometimes we can overlook because we're so focused on having friends in the plural that we don't go deep and develop really deep relationship and connection with even just one. And so anyway, I think mm-hmm. it's not a popularity contest, especially once you're out of high school. It's like, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. I think it's just so important to remember that. So yeah, yes. I love that. I love that. I love everything you shared there. Um, okay. I have one or two more questions and we'll wrap up, but I mm-hmm. think just, we've touched on this throughout our conversation. So I want to dig into it a little bit more. You talked about seasons, you talked about, you know, being married or when you first started having kids, like for those who are married or have kids or are going to have kids soon, I know it can be difficult to prioritize and make time for friends. And so I would be curious, um, and you had even made a comment about like navigating schedules and just different needs and all of that. And so I guess I have a two-part question. One being, do you think that it's okay to have friendships with people who are either ahead in air quotes or behind us, you know, meaning maybe they're not married or they're married, but Mm -hmm. don't have kids yet or whatever. Like, do you think it's okay? And if so, what advice do you have for kind of making those schedules work out when you are kind of in similar seasons, but there may be a slight difference? Like maybe one has a newborn and one just got married, you know, that kind of thing. Like how would you navigate Oh, such a good question. I think it is, um, I do think it's really sweet and good to have that like really good friend that is in your season of life that like gets whatever season you're in. Like, I feel like that is such a gift. Um, I don't know if I would say it's like necessary. I think it's a gift, but, um, but I, man, I love that you're even saying this because I think it is so good. And to have friends that are maybe that are in different seasons and I don't want to say behind you, but maybe like younger or like in a different season, like they're not married, they don't have kids and ahead of you. And I would say that those friendships where, they are younger than me or they're like my age, but just in a totally different season of life or the ones that have gone before me are, I cherish them so much and they are so needed to me. (laughs) And I think the ones that are younger, it's like, Oh, they just like bring fresh perspective to me. They make me remind, they remind me of like, I think when you're younger, like in your twenties, teenagers like you're just so passionate and it reminds me of like this fresh passion for the Lord and for Mm -hmm. life and the future and like it's just really fun and exciting Mm -hmm. and then the ones that are the same age as me but in a totally different season like I cherish them so much because I I we may not have the same schedules and we may not be able to get together nearly as much but man I feel like when they encourage me in the season I'm in Mm -hmm. it's like almost like it means so much to me that, yeah. <laughs> and vice versa. They and it like gives me like perspective, I'm sure like a different. Yes. Yeah. And it really broadens me and my perspective and like, how can I be a good friend in there? It gives me a lot more empathy mm. if that is okay to say, yeah. you know, with what they're going through. And then the ones that are ahead of me, man, like, I feel like if all, if the only thing you get from this conversation, like pursue those that have gone before you, because they are some of the greatest gifts. And I can cry about it now. Like I, and especially my whole life, but like, I feel like they've discipled me. They've mentored me. They've prayed for me to get like, to know that they've gone ahead and they've been faithful and they're like, you will get through this and here's wisdom and I'm praying for you. And I totally get it. Like I've been there. I feel so covered by them. And especially like this last year when you, you know, launching a book and feeling like alone or like, I don't know what I'm doing or just all these new onslaughts of insecurities or wrestles. And to know that like to look to older women that have 
done that before, I have felt so covered by them and like that they, they can, I probably am repeating myself, but like they've gone before and they can say like, it's like the Hebrews verse about like the saints that have gone ahead and they've been faithful Mm -hmm. and it's like, they're waiting there for us. Like you can do it. I'm encouraging you and I'm going to pour into you. And man, that is like the sweetest gift to me. And like where you can just, yeah, like they get it. Like nothing is surprising to them. Nothing's too much for them. They give so much hope for what I'm walking through because they've, they know that their God, our God is faithful and he is good to us. And so to hear them say that, really gives like a fire under me. Like, okay, like I am not running in vain. Like God is going to see me through. God is faithful. God is true to his word. And I think some seasons we can have all those friendships. And in some seasons we will just have one of those. Mm -hmm. And that like to still be so grateful and thankful for what the Lord does provide. It's true. It's so good. I've, I've really had to navigate that. You know, I always like, it's funny. I don't know if you've ever felt this way, but if you ever feel like you're kind of in between all your friends, like the, especially yeah. I got married before a lot of my friends, like from college, mm-hmm. did, I, cause I got married like right after I graduated. And, um, a lot of my friends are now just getting married and I've been married several years. And then yeah. I also, because I was married, made friends with people who were a little bit older than us. And so like, I felt like for a couple of years, I had all these friends who were single and not even like understanding marriage. And then I had all these friends who were like moms of two. And I was like, where's mm-hmm. people in my season? Like, I kind of felt that like, but I've now, like, I think I started to realize like how much of a gift that was because now I'm starting to see how much I've learned from those who were a step ahead of me. And also how much I like, how much, I don't know, I think appreciation I have for marriage and also the perspective of those who are now just getting married at the age that I'm at now. Like it's interesting Mm -hmm. to see these different viewpoints and these different experiences and how much they've encouraged me and enriched my life and not me. You know, it can be so easy to feel like, oh, maybe I'm like, maybe I got married too young or maybe I did X, Y, Z or maybe I'm behind. But when you really just like learn to cherish the perspective that everybody can bring to you, even if they're only within a few years of your age, but they're in a different time in their life, Mm -hmm. it really Mm -hmm. does enrich your life if you can lean into that. And so I um I can relate to that and I do agree. Sometimes it's a lot and sometimes it's just one, but I think no matter what that looks like, trying to see it for the gift that it is and not wish that it was different really mm-hmm. helps with that dissatisfaction, you know, like that can that yeah. when we get so focused on what it should be or what it's not. So um mm-hmm. yeah, I really love that. Okay, I have one last question and then we'll wrap up. So okay. speaking to even like having friends that are maybe a season behind us or a season ahead of us, I know you talk a little bit in your book about comparison and social media and how that can mm-hmm. affect friendships. Can we just dig into that for like two minutes? I would love if you can share (laughs) what steps that we can take to really negate any negative effects that may come from social media or comparison, especially when it comes to our friendships. Oh my gosh. Yes. I love that you're like, let's get done this in two minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we'll be here for another hour. Yeah, this is such a topic that we all need to talk about that everyone experiences no what no matter what season you're in it is just it can be such a temptation and a wrestle mm-hmm. and i think really quickly off the top of my head when you talk um when you ask the question if you find yourself on social media and you're scrolling and um you find yourself coming away from it feeling less than or feeling bitter or feeling like like, why can't my life look like that? Or I want that. Or, you know, just feeling like, um, just really like 
discouraged by your current reality, then I think it is like to give yourself permission and courage to do the things that you need to do in this season to protect your heart. And, um, you know, sometimes I've had to unfollow people, not because I don't like them. I love them, but what they're posting, it's just like my heart can't handle it in the moment. Um, or like I'm going through a really hard season in a certain area. And so, um, and it just feels like, you know, because social media is all of our highlights. And so we want to rejoice with people. We want to be excited at what God is doing. Um, but sometimes when we're in such a pain spot, like something is a pain point, um, you know, it's just, it's okay to be like, okay, I just can't follow this right now. Or to set boundaries. Like I, I'm going to take a social media fast for a week, a day, a weekend, whatever that looks like, you know, or to set boundaries like at 7 p.m. my phone gets shut off and I don't get on until 10 a.m. or whatever that looks like for you to do what you need to do so you don't fall into the temptation of comparison comparison and feeling just like less than or um, and to let the Lord and you find that time to work those things out and for him to meet you there. And so that's a big thing with social media. But then also I find myself, and I don't know if you would say the same, sometimes the deepest comparison that I do is with the people that I love and admire the most. And I hate saying that. And I hate that that's like a truth for me, but it is. It's like some of my best friends or my husband, it's like, I can just go really deep in comparison and feeling so insecure. And so two things that have really, that really helped me when that happens is um, one to like the moment I have the thought of whatever it is like, oh, I'm not like that. Or I wish I was like that. Or why can't I have that? It's to stop and say no. And to give thanks for what God has given me and to give thanks for who they are. Like, Lord, I'm so grateful that you made them, you know, X, Y, Z, like they have, they're extroverted or they're passionate or they can think quick on their feet or they can take, they are so gifted at decorating their home and it looks beautiful and they're welcoming. And when I step into their home, it's like, Oh, like you were ready for me. And I feel so loved instead of being like, Oh, like my house does not look like this. I feel so embarrassed at what the state of my house is right now. Mm-hmm. So to give thanks for who they are um, and like, and for what you have. And then also to ask the Lord, like, Lord, will you please give me eyes to see how you see them. I think that's such a big thing because comparison can just so quickly lead to insecurity. And then it's like the Lord, it's like the enemy just gets in there. And all of a sudden it's like our gifts are why, you know, the gift that we bring on earth is like stifled because we're sinking in this insecurity. And so, but when we ask the Lord, to give us eyes to see them as he sees them all of a sudden, all the compare, it may not be all of a sudden, maybe it'll take a while. It's a wrestle, but like the comparison and insecurities disappear. And it's like, we can see them through God's eyes and say, we can see them for the gifts that they have, the responsibilities they have, the heaviness that they bear. And then we can have compassion and empathy and grace and like, wow, like I'm praying for you. I'm rejoicing over you. Like this is how the Lord sees you. And maybe that's like, Lord, give me a verse for them. Like, how can I pray for them? How can I encourage them? Just to really see them through Jesus's eyes, because, you know, Jesus's greatest desire is that we would love one another and that we would be unified. But when we let comparison seep in and insecurity, that immediately creates a wall up from being unified and being 
like this light to the world. And so, um, and the Lord doesn't see it that way, you know, like, you know, we have three kids and they all are so different and they all have different gifts and God has perp- like has different purposes for them and how sad it would be if they looked at each other and felt less than or jealous that, you know, their brother was made like this or their brother could do this or the sister could do that. And they can't like, I wanted them to see it like, wow, like, look at how God made you. That is so awesome. I'm so excited for you. And like, look at how God made me and we can be a greater team together. Like we're both needed. And so, you know, to like, let that inspire each other and to encourage and spur each other on, not build up walls and bring disunity. So um, just some simple practices that are simple, but hard. It's a wrestle of like giving thanks, asking the Lord to see them as they see them. Um, and to being aware of when things are temptation for you and to do what you need to do to not fall into that. Yeah. I love that advice too. Even just the simplicity of like setting a boundary for yourself was like, okay, I'm not going to get caught up in the scroll. And that's so much easier said than done. But I mean, Mm -hmm. one, one simple way that I've tried to do that is like even just taking one full day off social media every week, it's like a mental reset. So it, usually yeah. that'll be like Friday night to Saturday night, like, or mm-hmm. fr- Friday night to Sunday morning. Like it just depends. But I try to give myself at least a 24 hour window every single week. Usually it's more like 30, 36 hours. And it's so refreshing. And it just makes me get back plugged in, plugged, plugged back into my own life and you yeah. know, kind of lean back into like, I actually like my life and there's so much to be thankful mm-hmm. for with it. And I think we get so dissatisfied and, and we, you know, you often hear like online about like, you need to love your life. And it's, and sometimes there are really hard things in our life that makes it hard to love everything about it. Yeah. And so yeah. I've kind of taken to this, like, can I at least be intentional in these, maybe in these in-between places or these seasons where, different, you know, maybe things are changing or friendships are shifting or whatever. I feel like I'm in a middle season. Can I at least like pause and unplug and like it? Like, can I create a lovely existence mm-hmm. and, and find like things to thank the Lord for? And I don't think we can do that when we're constantly plugged in. And so... Or we, it's a lot harder mm-hmm. to do when we're constantly plugged in. And so I just, I yes. love that advice of just like, I'm going to try to set a couple of these boundaries and I'm going to kind of reframe my thoughts around it. And that's much easier said than done. But I mm-hmm. do think the more we can remember to do that, the more we're going to like our own life, the more we're going to appreciate our relationships and the less tension that's going to create within those friendships and within those relationships. So I absolutely love that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. We've gotten so much, oh my gosh, like so much has been covered. This has been so valuable. I'm like, <laughs> I think we are just, I feel so filled up and encouraged personally. And I know so many of our Mm -hmm. listeners will too. Where can they listen and hear more from you and learn more from you, follow along? Can you share how to find you online as well as how to get your book? Yes. So um, you can find me on Instagram. I'm mostly on Instagram at Alyssa Joy Besky. And that's kind of where I hang out. I'm kind of a grandma online. So that's like my main thing. Um, and then Jeff and I have a website, jeffandalyssa.com, where you can find like our books and all the things that we're involved in. And then you can find my book satisfied anywhere books are sold. So Target, Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Yeah. So, and Jordan, thanks so much for having me on today. I feel so encouraged and I love that you're wanting to talk about this topic um, because I know you do it so well. Like I feel like you're so great at relationships and friendships and um, sacrificing for your people, showing up for your people and setting the boundaries you need to, um, to enjoy what God is giving you. So I'm just so grateful for you. Well, likewise friend, truly you set the example to me when it comes to just being intentional with relationships, even in really busy seasons. And I just knew you'd be the one to talk about, about this and you have just (laughs) crushed it, knocked it out of the park. We're so, so thankful. I'm so (laughs) glad that we got to have this conversation. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Jordan. (laughs) 
I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content. And it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less. 